Uber has a lost and found, and there are some weird items on it. The world's biggest bacteria was just discovered, and a court sided with a prisoner that was seeking execution by firing squad. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a hot-ass closet. Hey, let's do it. Uber has a lost and found report, and there's some strange items on it from 2022. Have you guys lost things inside an Uber, like your virginity? (laughs) Hey! Uber has released a list of items that passengers left behind in their cars. It includes some truly bizarre things, such as tater tots and grandma's teeth. The rideshare company published its 2022 lost and found index on June 3rd. This is near the end of Mercury in retrograde, which astrologists believe influences forgetfulness. Did you guys know about that? You get a little bit more forgetful during Mercury in the retrograde phase. That's right. Hey, man, it's not my fault I lost the, the child I was babysitting. It was Mercury's in retrograde, bro. I can't keep track of the kid. I'm just forgetting everything these days. This index, by the way, is based on missing item Reports that are filed by the passengers, which you can do through the Uber app if you lose something. Uber's list of the 10 most commonly forgotten items aren't very surprising. It includes phones, wallets, cameras, keys, vapes, and other ordinary things that you might just carry around in your pocket. Uh, Where things get kind of weird is the list of the 50 most unique lost items that they put on the list for 2022. Um, They're pretty funny. Uh, Believe it or not, passengers left behind uh, 500 grams of caviar, a bucket of slime. I don't know what you're doing traveling around with a bucket of slime. Sounds like this individual's up to no good. Someone lost a Bernie Sanders fanny pack. That sounds tremendous. I would love a Bernie Sanders fanny pack. If you guys want to buy me one, I'll give you my address. I would rock that Bernie Sanders fanny pack. Uh, Somebody reported that they lost 40 chicken nuggets. That's a lot of nuggets, bro. 40? Two 20-packs there. Someone also lost a pet tortoise. (laughs) How do you lose your pet tortoise? Come on, man. Um, And uh, we have here someone... Oh, boy, this is terrible. An urn with a family member's ashes inside? How how are you going to leave grandpa's ashes in the back of an Uber, man? Really? They obviously didn't leave that with the most conscientious relative someone who really pays attention should carry around grandpa's ashes some items are repeatedly found it says here uber says 40 riders left behind cpap machines those are for breathing i believe correct oh i wonder what happened to those people did they make it a lot of people lost gold or diamond encrusted teeth grills 20 people as a matter of fact Lost their teeth grills. It was just people just leaving their diamond encrusted teeth grills in the back of an Uber. Well, they took them out to make out in the back of the Uber and then, you know, just got forgetful. More than 50 sports fans left behind jerseys. Oh, I'll take some of those. Got any Jason Tatum jerseys? Send them my way, baby. Now, we have some cities here who they claim are the most forgetful. Austin, Texas took the top spot for being the most forgetful city, according to Uber, two years running. There are more items left in Ubers in Austin, Texas than any other city. It's because they smoke so much weed, man. (laughs) Clearly. Bunch of stoners over there in Austin, man. Just forgetting all your shit. 
Now, runners up for most forgetful cities are Phoenix, Arizona, and Atlanta, Georgia. The most forgetful days are Saturday and Sunday, according to Uber, and the most forgetful time is early evening. Here's a quote from an Uber communications manager. Folks have been more forgetful than ever this year. As the world continues to get going again, we look forward to helping return all of these lost items. Whether you lost your diamond-encrusted grill or a... Who knows, maybe you lost some Jimmy Dean sausage in the back of the Uber. Maybe you lost grandpa's ashes. People do that. Well, no matter how unique these items might be, we'll do our best to get them back to you. That's what we're about at Uber, helping people, you know. Now, this annual Lost and Found report, which is in its sixth year, aims to remind passengers how to get lost items back. You can get your lost items back by using the Uber app, uh, using this feature. Riders can report items as lost and then contact the drivers to have them returned. There is a service charge of $15, and that covers the driver's time and effort to return your item to you. So you must make that decision. Is it worth $15 to have your, your 40 nuggets brought back to your door? It probably is, depending how drunk you are. The world's largest bacteria has been found in a swamp. It's the sound of science. That's right, everybody. Scientists have discovered the world's largest bacterium. They found it in a Caribbean mangrove swamp. Caribbean bacteria. (laughs) Caribbean bacteria. (laughs) Caribbean bacteria. We found it in a swamp. Oh, that was all just for me. Most bacteria, as you know, guys, are microscopic, right? We all know about that. Bacteria is very tiny. Can't see it with the naked eye. But you can see this one. This one they found in the Caribbean swamp. The thin white filament, approximately the size of a human eyelash. Oh, this bacteria is huge. It is, quote, by far the largest bacterium known to date, according to... Jean-Marie Voland, a marine biologist. They have named this giant bacteria. It's a cool name, too. Theo Margarita Magnifica, which sounds like a beverage and not a bacteria. Theo Margarita Magnifica. It translates to magnificent sulfur pearl. They found this thing clinging to sunken mangrove leaves in the archipelago of Guadalupe. They didn't know at the time it was a bacterium because it was so surprisingly large, just over a third of an inch long. That's uh, 0.9 centimeters. Only later, genetic analysis revealed the organism to be an actual single bacterial cell. Huge! Here's a quote quote from a nerd here, a microbiologist named Petra. It's an amazing discovery. It opens up the question of how many of these giant bacteria are out there in the world. It reminds us we should never, ever underestimate bacteria. (laughs) I love bacteria. I love it so much. I like to find it. I like to find big bacteria. I like it big, big bacteria. It says here, scientists have not yet been able to grow this giant bacteria in a lab culture, but researchers say the cell has a structure that's unusual for bacteria. One key difference, it has a large central compartment, or what's called a vacuole, that allows some cell functions to happen in that controlled environment instead of throughout the cell. Here's a quote from Manuel Campos, another nerd. 
Well, the acquisition of this large central vacuole definitely helps a cell to bypass physical limitations on how big a cell can be. You know, that's why we see the size here. It's as big as an eyelash. It really blew me away. Can you believe this shit? The researchers say they aren't certain why the bacterium is so damn large. But one of the co-authors hypothesized that it may be an adept an adaptation to help it avoid being eaten by smaller organisms. Well, what's to stop it from being eaten by a larger organism? I mean, organisms come in all sizes from my understanding. You know, I mean, the, well there is a limit. I mean, we got we stop at whales basically, right? Um as far as the largest organisms on the planet. Although technically, the Great Barrier Reef is an organism, correct? That would be the largest. The only one that you can see from space, by the way. Uh, I'm just filled with all sorts of just helpful facts about, about science and the world, as you know. You're very welcome. Well, uh, if you happen to be swimming in the Caribbean swamp, watch out for this big bacterium, man. You don't want to swallow this one. The Supreme Court has decided a man can be executed by firing squad in Georgia. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of a Georgia death row prisoner who was seeking to die by firing squad. Why is this notable? Well, execution by firing squad is not one of Georgia's approved methods of execution. The high court says Michael Nance, age 61, is allowed to challenge Georgia's execution protocol under federal civil rights law. Nance says the state's only available method of execution, which is lethal injection, could bring him undue pain and suffering because his veins are severely compromised and unsuitable for sustained intravenous access. He says there's also an increased risk that the sedative used in Georgia's lethal injection protocol won't render him unconscious because of his longtime use of a prescription drug to treat his back pain. Is there anything else we can get you, Mr. Nance, to make your uh, execution comfortable? <laughs> First of all, what did you do to get the death penalty? I mean, you're probably a very bad person. And at this point, I don't give a damn about your back pain. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure there's a family out there that's suffering because you destroyed one of their relatives at some point in your life. Don't care about your back pain, sir. But people do. We want to make the execution as comfy as possible. Do you want to you want to suck on a popsicle while we while we fry you? Would you like that? Give him a popsicle. Now, I thought firing squad was a very antiquated method of execution that wasn't really being used, but apparently it's being used in four states. Yes, those states are Mississippi, Oklahoma, Utah, and South Carolina. Um, it's not their primary method of execution. The primary method of execution is lethal injection in these places. People don't want to do the firing squad. It's a little gory and uh, it's pretty loud. And, you know, I imagine. Now it says here, Nance was sentenced to death in 2002 for the 1993 murder of a guy in an attempted carjacking. Look how long it takes for this. <laughs> he was, <laughs> was in 1993, sentenced to death in 2002. It's 20 years later. He's still around. I mean, does this make any sense to anybody what we're doing here? It just doesn't. <laughs> Okay, okay. Tax dollars at work, guys. Tax dollars. I love it. And then uh, and we wonder why we cheat on our taxes, because they're just mismanagement of funds, clearly. Should the guy be allowed to die by firing squad? I mean, why not? It doesn't sound like he's asking for anything quite that special. Uh, 
what I think we should do is we should all vote online for the method of execution and, and have some pretty exciting choices in there, like dropped from a hot air balloon, put a diving board at the edge of a volcano. <laughs> what well, Can we bring back the Iron Maiden? This was a great device way back in the day that deterred murder. Love to see that brought back. Jokes, guys. Jokes. Hey, come on. Wait, can't, can't, can't we joke about execution? We can't. Oh, man, you're going to cancel me? Guys, I'm getting canceled. Great. Get me out of this closet. It's about 115 degrees in here. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining me while I'm overly caffeinated recording this episode of Weird AF News, trying to give it my all. Anger and all. <laughs> hey. Ah, listen, I appreciate you spending some time. I know you're busy, so... Let's keep this brief. If you'd like to call the show, the number six four six four five zero twenty twelve. I'll publish a couple phone calls after this for your pleasure. So stick around if you'd like to hear some listeners rant and rave. You can rant and rave yourself at that number, but don't drop any f bombs, okay? We're trying to keep it clean for the kids. We're trying to keep it clean for the smart speakers, baby. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what else? Oh yeah, if you'd like to uh, send me an email because you got an article that you think might be perfect for the show. Perfect. It's got to be weird. It's got to be rather recent, please. Don't send me those articles from 2018. Can't use those. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show by joining the glorious Patreon and becoming a a supporter in a big way and being part of a, a nice little community on the Patreon. It's got a nice crew of people that support the show in there. And I keep plying them with weird additional content. I put about five things in there this morning, as a matter of fact, including a very strange video uh, that I came across last night. So always putting stuff in there, try and keep those people entertained in the Patreon, you know, keep that weird content trucking along in case you want some extra stuff there. Anyways, the Patreon is patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner. All right, we'll keep it brief. I'll see you later. Hey, Jonesy, this is Becca in New Braunfels, Texas. I was just listening to the uh, story about uh, ammonia-powered vehicles, and I have to say, your line, uh, we're going to power them as we go, I laughed. I laughed so hard. I had to call. I'm still listening to that episode, but I stopped it so I could tell you I thought that was funny. And I like the idea of ammonia-powered vehicles. I did not know that was possible, and I do know that uh, animal waste pig, uh, from commercial farming, like pig farms and cows and things like that, uh, could potentially, if they can figure out how to, uh, you know, the process of collection and all that, could be a great source because, like you said, we're not running out of pee. And I understand some people are already training cows to go in a specific location. So that would definitely help the collection issue. Anyhow, fueling our cars as we go. Got to love it. Ah, Thanks for that. I loved it. Thanks. Bye, Jonesy. Bye, everyone. Oh, Jonesy, it's Michael calling from Iowa City, and I'm laughing and I'm halfway creeping out thinking about these mites in our eyebrows. 
Uh, I'm thinking back to ninth grade biology class and Mrs. Dahlgren and the uh, biology text we had. It had this black and white photo of these mites, and we turned the page in class, and there they are, these mites. And the up-close photo of these things in our eyebrows the eyebrows themselves, each little individual eyebrow looked like a tree, you know, because it was so close up of a photo. And these mites that were in there, they kind of looked like Jabba the Hutt. And a cross between that and have you ever dug in your yard and seen these white grubs that are down in the ground? They looked like that. They were the most grotesque-looking things. They were scary-looking. They had a bunch of legs on them, and their heads and face were all scary-looking, just nasty-looking creature thing, ugly face and, and, you know, mandibles, the chewing mouth parts, disgusting, gross, uh, scary-looking, you know, and... Everyone was just disgusted that these things were living in our eyebrows, and everyone immediately started scratching their eyebrows when they saw these things. And then uh, we just were, you know, wanting them out of our out of our eyebrows. And you know, it was a class probably of twenty-five to thirty kids. Let's see, if you're in ninth grade, that makes you about. 14 or 15 years old, and out of that class of 25 to 30 kids, I bet uh, probably five or six of us came to class the next day, and our our eyebrows were all scrubbed red. You know, we <laughs> it's very clear that a good number of us went home, including me, I was one of them, went home that night and just scrubbed the shit out of our eyes. Eyebrows were really went at them with, you know, soap and and washcloths and scrubbed over scrubbed our eyebrows that night using alcohol on them or whatever to try those kill those mfers and uh, you know coming to class the next day you could see who had attempted to scrub those mites out of their eyebrows. Well, you know, Mrs. Dahlgren laughed at us. Hi, Gen Z. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. And I was calling about this show that you did. Well, I listened to it this morning, but you did it yesterday. About the Alexa voice of dead relatives. That sounded really creepy to me, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my relatives that have passed on. But hearing their voices might be comforting sometimes. But and then sometimes it would be a little weird. So it just depends. And then the MasterCard musical album. You need to really expound on what you did. (laughs) That really sounded funny. And I think they would like that. And they could possibly use it at some point. So I think you should pursue that. It didn't sound that bad. And then finally I saw a Ted McGraw quote that I know you would find hilarious. I did, too. And, well, for the non-sports fans, Tug McGraw was a pitcher back in the 70s and 80s, and Tim McGraw's father. 
And when a reporter asked him if he preferred grass or astroturf, he replied, I don't know, I've never smoked any astroturf. <laughs> that cracked me up, and I thought, that is Jonesy. <laughs> so I thought you could relate to that. So I thought I would let you know that and that I thought of you when I read that, <laughs> and it just cracked me up. So anyway, and, and the hair flicking, yeah, keep your hair to yourself. But the only person that I would want to flick their hair on me, possibly, would be Dansby Swanson, the shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. He has amazing hair. It's thick, it's wavy, not too long, just right. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind that, except his fiance would probably mind it, but oh well. Anyway... Love you. Love all the weirdos out there. Y'all have a happy Friday and a great weekend. And good luck with your life, man. Bye. Hey, Jonesy. It's Luna from Texas. And, um, well, I apologize for being so far behind on the time. But I just want to make a comment. The episode with the Florida slang terms, a pub sub, public subs are Freaking delicious. That is the one thing I liked about living in Florida. Everything else sucked. But the public subs, man. Come on. Especially the pickles. The freaking pickles at the public. I would ask for like, I was like six or seven and I would ask for like a few cups of these delicious freaking pickles. If you go anywhere near Florida, then, which hopefully you don't, by the way, hopefully not. Hopefully you're not dumb enough to do that. But, um, yeah, if you go near Florida, get some public sub. I wholeheartedly agree. That is a term you need to know and you need to cherish. Go. Just just get the public sub. Anyway, good luck with your life, 